Hi all, welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Curious Podcast. This time I sit down with Rare, a vertically integrated cannabis company in Michigan. You'll get an opportunity to meet their entire leadership team, a dynamic, fun, and smart bunch of folks. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Where I always like to start is just introductions. I just like to get to know you guys a little bit better, what your role is with Rare, and then anything that you want to share about your early life prior to joining the cannabis industry. Okay. Awesome. Ashley? Ashley. (laughs) Always you. So, um, (laughs) my name is Ashley Hubbard. I'm the director of cultivation here and um, been in the professional cannabis business since 2014. Um, I graduated with my master's and uh, thereafter had to get a job, so I started as a trimmer, a wet trimmer, and then kind of worked my way up through a couple different grows throughout Colorado, and then I was the director of cultivation for um, two or three different grows throughout Denver, so it's been really fun. Um, It was nice to kind of see it, and it's, as it's progressed through its, like, genesis, so, um, you know, when I first started, testing wasn't even a thing in Colorado. So oh it's, it's been... Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh so it's been, kind of, uh, it's been kind of nice to get my feet in the door when I did, because you see the importance of each step. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me starting as a trimmer. It was nice to kind of start at that level to kind of see why every position is important and, you know, how to try to do it accurately so that, you know... Each, each position is put there for a reason, so it's nice to kind of have that knowledge because I think everybody should start from the ground up. So it's been a fun journey. Um, yeah, moved to Michigan two years ago in August. So. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy thinking two I know. years. I know. You're coming up on two years. I know. In like a week and a half. Does it matter where you go? You go. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, my name is Marley Hodson. I'm the director of extraction and processing here. Um, so I have a little bit of a different uh, background than Ashley. This is actually my first time in the cannabis industry. Um, you know, I have a background in chemical engineering and a focus in pharmaceuticals. So I always was focused on going, you know, pharmaceuticals, medicine, that whole um, kind of roller coaster there. And unfortunately in college, you know, nobody really talks about cannabis or nobody talks about it in my college, cannabis being like an actual outlet. So it wasn't until I met Patrick, um, well, I knew Patrick beforehand, but when Patrick approached me um, about this cannabis venture that he was starting, it really kind of intrigued me just because, you know, nobody that I knew at that point was doing anything like this. Um, They all kind of had the same different roads they were going down. Um, and so I kind of wanted to step outside the box and do something different. And what I really wanted to do too, was bring this kind of different approach, this more educational approach and, um, more medicine like approach to cannabis that I don't think people have really had in some industries. So that's kind of what made me want to go down this road as opposed to sticking with what I was planning on. So I didn't really have that, you know, background in cannabis specifically, but being able to transition over into this industry has been really fun and enjoyable. So, yeah. Um, And I am Molly McFadden. My title is Director of Retail Operations, um, and my background is in retail management. So I um, worked through the executive development program with Bloomingdale's. and was really off put by the idea of retail in the traditional sense. Um, It didn't make sense to me, you know, why numbers were all down in brick and mortar and, you know, you're selling people thousand dollar handbags that they're upset about. And, you know, there always just seemed to be issues. Um, People weren't happy and I was looking for something very different. So had decided to jump into the cannabis industry and found a really different um, vibe from people who were coming in in a different energy. You know, I was in the Florida market, um, so people were coming in, it was only medical at that point, but people were coming in upset and, you know, in a lot of chronic pain or going through cancer or having migraines and all of those different things. And they would come back the next time and say, you know, I've gotten off X, Y, and Z opioids, or I've gotten, you know, so much better and can bear my day-to-day life as a stage four cancer patient. Um, And that really, 
you know, turned me on to the cannabis industry. So um, moved up here about a year and nine months ago um, to start this venture. And we just recently opened our first retail location at the end of September up in Bay City. So um, we are rocking and rolling and really excited um, to be able to connect with you. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. We're all very excited about it. You? Me. I thought it was you girls. You as well. You're here. Everybody. You're on the mic. Welcome to the podcast. You're in the hot seat. Uh, I'm Kevin McFadden. Um, uh, I guess the CEO of Rare. Um, I want to say three years ago, uh, Pat came to me with a with an idea. Uh, we were originally scheduled to try to go to Florida. Uh, and get our license there. We have a, an application, a very good application, ready to go down there, but they haven't accepted applications in over three years. So they're- yeah, That market's a mess. Yeah. yeah, they're at a standstill. So uh, we looked at the, uh, the next best opportunity and uh, Michigan was a perfect storm. Um, our council out here was uh, telling us it was gonna go wreck. Um, been a medical marijuana community for 2000 since 2008, so it's it's a mature and educated marijuana community. 300,000 card holders, which is second only to California. So it was a it was ripe, um, and we uh, we came in. We uh, we miscalculated the time it uh, was going it took to get licensed. Um, we, uh, it took us 11, 11 months, um, we rolled the dice, we bought this land and started building this building before we, uh, before we got licensed, uh, uh we, didn't, we didn't think they'd discover our dark past, so <laughs> we just went ahead and, we just, we just went ahead and rolled the dice, but, uh, we, uh, built this beautiful building for Ashley and, and Marley. Um, and they're putting out some pretty good stuff so far, so, yeah. I'm Patrick Frakes, I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Rare, and uh, very proud to say that it was the, the light bulb that popped in my head that got this whole thing started. Um, you know, I was a cannabis user all of my adult life, a little bit of my teen years. Um, and you know, when I, I had a father and a brother who were heavy drinkers, functional alcoholics, and, and really it said to myself as I was drinking a lot in college and drinking a lot as a bartender right out of college, that uh, I said, you know, this is crazy. I'm not going to let myself have a drinking problem like the other men in my family. And I really chose to make sure cannabis was my vice. And uh, you know, I feel like my family definitely has addictive qualities and, you know, finding that cannabis really helped me reduce stress and relax and still be happy with my wife and kids and could do my job effectively and there was no real side effects that were negatively affecting my life said a lot. And then um, I lost both of my parents to cancer and my father did not use cannabis. Um, and I was with him every day in hospice and it was not pleasant. And then my mom, three years later, got cancer and we knew she was terminal, but she was very open-minded to using edibles. And, you know, it really made such a huge impact to see the difference in the quality of her life for the final, you know, days of her life and the experience she had having her kids and grandkids around, joking and laughing, being able to take food down and, and just feel like she was still alive, where my dad did not. My last month of my dad's life was nothing enjoyable for him or for us. Um, so that had a huge impact on validating cannabis as medicine in my mind. And, you know, that was the day I probably stopped feeling guilty about being a user myself, you know, and said, you know, this is real and the world needs to understand this and how cannabis can benefit uh, not just medical patients either, but truly is just a wellness item, you know, and just reducing stress um, and providing relaxation. So um, it was the day of the election in 2016 when Florida and Massachusetts opted into the cannabis program. When I said to my wife, I said, look, the East Coast is getting into cannabis business. 
and that means it's not turning back. You know, this is going to happen, and we just should be a part of it. And thankfully, I went and talked about it with Kev, and Kev was open-minded to the idea. And here we are, three years later. Well, congratulations on being licensed. I mean, that is a huge feat. It seems like an incredibly complex process to get through. When you bought the land, was it zoned? Or... Because that's always a risk, too. Uh, it, it, it used to be, uh, it was zoned correctly. It used to be a, a boat storage area. Oh, um, So there were two buildings on the site. We knocked one down. Um, we left the, what we call the white building. We left the white building there. Okay. Um, but, uh, We're super creative. It's a white building. <laughs> I like the so, rare tag so on the outside, though. Yeah, that was awesome. Idea, actually. We had, um, I was actually looking for something to do for my brother's girlfriend's 30th birthday and found this guy who does art that he punches with paint on like boxing gloves. So we did, we threw a party for her for her 30th birthday and we ended up, you know, wanting something for bonding. We had just finished, you know, a couple of our first harvests and needed some fun things to do. So we ended up, exactly. (laughs) So we, um, did a team building activity where I brought all this stuff. You bring, you buy punching gloves from Dick's and you, you know, dip them in paint and you, put stuff down Have and you punch it. around it and it was great stress relief and we all are really excited that's about that that's what that gallery is up front when you walk in those are all from the yeah. painting party that is so yeah, cool yeah we'll show you it's, it was yeah. a lot of fun um, that's like the most just, fun way to yeah, paint yeah it was just a fun Friday night that we decided to still hang out with each other we try. like each other enough which is awesome <laughs> it's a lot of fun to be um, and work somewhere where you're willing and excited to spend a Friday night together after working in such a stressful environment all yeah. week. So it makes all the difference in the world, yeah. especially because you all have kind of non-traditional backgrounds. You've probably experienced yes. the opposite other places. Yes. And it's such a drain. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So tell me about Rare. Can you kind of give me some background? What is it? So what was your motivation for starting it? Um, I'll go ahead and answer that one. That's okay. I, I would say, you know, the motivation for starting it uh, did go back to that experience with my parents, but also um, I think one of the greatest things for Kev and I when we were first started talking about this was seeing the quality of people that were involved in it and also seeing how it was helping people. Um, you know, we met with a lot of military personnel back in the early days in Florida and learning about the PTSD issues they were dealing with and the VA clinics were not allowing them to use cannabis and it was really, you know, it, it really was very eye-opening. So I think the ability to have um, a business venture that obviously can be profitable is necessary to, to get into this, but also to know that you're helping people and doing good things, interacting with a community in a positive way uh, is unique. You know, there's not a lot of business opportunities like that. And, you know, that pioneer spirit and trailblazing spirit um, it does move us every day. It makes it challenging because it's a new market, a new industry, but it, it's also so exciting to know that we're doing a good thing for people. Absolutely. So what makes Rare unique in the Michigan market? Um, so we um, grow aeroponically. So it is, um, to be honest, new technique for me. I have not previously until this company grown aeroponically and um, you know I grew traditionally in Colorado with different medias usually like um, soilless medias but um, the fact that we grow aeroponically you know it's it's really spectacular how fast they respond to their grow equipment so we can actually cut down um, some of their cultivation grow time just because they respond so well to just being suspended in these grow tables and tubs. Their roots are like free dangling and they actually get misted with their nutrient water. So they're just kind of, uh, they've got um, all the available oxygen that they could need. And then um, our grow equipment, what I love about it is I'm a total data geek and um, every table has so many sensors built in and it actually takes a reading and will chart out and graph all of that sensor data every five seconds. So I can see trends in how well the plants are uptaking, how much water they're drinking, you know, if the room gets hot. So to actually be able to grow with this equipment, it, it lets me kind of utilize my science background to actually have, you know, cause traditionally you mix up your nutrients, you go water, 
you know, I was watering my hands with pitchers too when I was working <laughs> in my first grow in Colorado. So um, the full 360 turnaround of just the sophistication of our grow equipment is pretty spectacular. Um, so it helps me kind of, I've even teamed up when we were kind of trying to categorize how we wanted to label our bags and our strains. I teamed up with and did some data analysis with a professor in uh, Canada that actually works with cannabis. And he kind of looked at the data that we presented to him and kind of gave us a, a suggestion on how to even categorize our strains. So it's nice to be able to have that data collected to then, because my goal is to team up with science professionals to kind of bridge that gap between just growing cannabis and actually doing research because with all of that data that we that we collect, you know, that that's usable data that maybe we could team up with somebody and really turn it into like a, a learning research project. So I really, really like um, just the, the technology we have in this building because we can learn a lot from it. And, um, you know, something like specifically is we can, I can make a grow recipe for one strain unique to that strain when I load that room, kind of press, okay, here's your grow recipe for original glue, and then I can make tweaks to that for the next time. So if I notice that something needs to be increased, you know, I can see real time how those plants are responding to that specific grow plan or um, changes in room temp. So it's a, it lets me bridge the gap between my um, geeky nerd side and um, growing and seeing these plants respond so well to it. So I, I really enjoy that, um, the data that we get and how to utilize it and actually decipher it so you can use that as um, a learning experience for sure. Yeah, that is so interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like science meets art. Yeah. It's got to be so fun for you. It kind of sounds like a playground a little bit for you <laughs> yeah, with all yeah, the data um, and information. It's been a learning experience to say the least. Um, but it is, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, for sure. Um, they do respond. You know, you can, you can start a room with the same grow recipe, and you can see this strain. Okay, maybe this one needs a little bit more potassium. You can see. So I could go change that um, dosing of that nutrient to kind of up the potassium. So it's, it's fun to kind of have them in the room, start the same grow plan, and then see how unique each one is to make those precise changes. So, yeah, it's definitely... a definitely an art form and they all respond so quickly that you can learn a lot just by starting that grow plan and seeing how they respond. Wow. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So what types of, bless, bless you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. What types of products is Rare bringing to market? We have a lot, obviously. <laughs> we have flour, um, which Ash does awesome with. Um, so in the processing side, we have a bunch of different ones. Um, so we have, you know, vape carts, uh, we have tinctures, we have distillate darts, we have shatter, rosin, um, edibles. We're trying to basically cater to every person out there. Um, I think the biggest thing for me when I came into this industry was, you know, realizing that there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily want to smoke. They don't want to vape, but they need the medicine in them. Um, and they need to enjoy it. And so trying to find the different, you know, products that people would prefer and trying to give, um, you know, the little old lady like edibles versus smoking, you know? So that's what I wanted to provide in the lab is make sure that there's a lot of different products that everybody can enjoy and not just, you know, only flour. So we try to highlight, you know, every product possible and we're, you know, constantly coming up with new products and new ways to deliver the THC for people. So that's what I like about this. That's really impressive. When were you guys officially licensed with the grow and process piece? A year ago, October 2019. Yeah. Actually, processing was, a little bit yeah, later, yeah. That was December. Well, you've been doing some work because yeah. that's a lot of product to get to market in less than yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. It's tough because, you know, I mean, there's so many products that I want to make, but I also don't want to release something until I'm, you know, completely confident in the quality. Um, you know, I don't want to just put an average product out there. I want it to be above average and better than everything. So that's why, you know, right now we're sticking with what we have and what we know and what we do well, and we're constantly growing. Um, but I mean, one of the things that I think when people come to Rare and come to our dispensary, they should know that, you know, they're getting 
really good quality, not just putting anything out there. So and I think that goes to, you know, the consistency. So with Ashley being able to tailor specific grow plans to specific, you know, strains. So the original glue that you get today is going to be the same original glue that you get, you know, weeks from now, months from now, whatever. And also, you know, we have the ability to make many more products, but what I think is disheartening sometimes is you can go into a dispensary and you could have figured out, you know, what you like, exactly what you're looking for, your regimen, and especially for medical patients, you know, this is medicine for them. And it's cannabis isn't just taking two Advil and, oh, that relieves my headache 30 minutes later. Um, so you do have to work a little bit, you know, with your endocannabinoid system and how it, you know, affects your body. And once you find out what works for you, how disheartening is that when you go back the next time and, oh, well, you know, we didn't really, you know, that shatter isn't here anymore or that flower makes me feel different this time. Um, so something that we're really big on is consistency. And so bringing products to market that we know that we can consistently have in stock that are really high quality um, and that are beneficial to both our patients and our customers, I think is something that we really focus on um, having yeah. as a priority. And also kind of going back to what Ashley said um, with all the data. So we spent a lot of time categorizing all of our strains, different categories. And, you know, we have five colors and, you know, that was something that we came up with in our gradient, but each color really means something. And so we spent months and months, like I made so many graphs trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, the terpene profiles on each of these strains. Um, so getting, you know, consistent terpene profiles and being able to correlate like, okay, all of these terpenes are pretty similar in these three strains, you know, they should have the same effects. And so trying to get customers the ability to go in and say, hey, you know, this terpene profile really works for me. What else do you have? You know, so you're either going to get the same thing or if you want to try and switch it up, we have ways to bridge that um, you know, what you experienced with one strain, you can get another one. So we wanted to make sure that customers can really get what they want um, every time. So that's an interesting point. You kind of pull through the data that you're gathering and cultivation and processing and bring it into the retail side. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's so really interesting. Something that we were trying to get away from um, is, you know, and the more research that comes out on all levels of cannabis research is, you know, the traditional sativa versus indica kind of mindset that everybody's so accustomed to. And I actually know a handful of people, one of them actually my really good friend Anna, she got her PhD in cannabis population differentiation. We worked in the same research lab. So she actually focused on, um, she's now a doctor in cannabis. Um, That's amazing. But she took all of these um, samples from different dispensaries throughout Colorado and analyze the genetic backgrounds to try to see, okay, is this for sure a sativa versus the uh, an indica and the traditional like morphology, physio you know, physiological look, and uh, found that they're all there's no actual distinct differentiation between them. So we wanted to actually provide our customers and patients with something that is a little bit more usable, you know as opposed to the, the traditional way of being like, you know, sativa's uplifting. Well, you know, because for me, I can't bring myself to really say sativa or indica on like on that spectrum anymore because I know that they don't have distinct differentiation between them, but we know that terpenes are consistent with these strains. And we did a lot of research on, you know, what traditionally terpenaline has an effect on people and how they respond to that. So we kind of tried to, we tried to categorize how we um, branded our strains um, based on something that we knew would be a little bit more concrete of like data behind it versus the traditional sativa indica way. So teamed up with them, you know, we were trying to just find how do we become unique? And you do see that the, the industry is moving away from that real <laughs> traditional sativa indica which is great, um, but we just wanted to try to find a concrete way to provide that information and maybe have people think about something other than um, that traditional branding. Or even sometimes, in my opinion, you know, THC amounts. You know, you could have a strain, side note, you could have a strain that tests real low on the THC 
spectrum and still love it and it can affect you differently and so we wanted to try to bridge that gap and like have usable information for whoever comes into our um, locations to be like well yeah maybe that is something that I could see this as a consistent effect when I have terpinaline or lemonine you know so we're trying to trying to do our best to bring a new way to approach the effect of what people might be able to expect when using that. Oh, I really respect that. Yeah. I think there's so much education, like to all your guys' points that, you know, has to be done for all of us. And that, yeah, the sativa indica thing started to even wear out for me like a year ago. I was like, based on even just what I'm researching, I can see that this is like too simple. Right. Yeah, right. Everything's a hybrid. Like, it's a hybrid, so what Why am I getting? It? Right. Well, uh, I just think that's, you know, that, that's the traditional way of doing it. And, you know, something that we're, why we're so keen on, um, being educational is you meet so many people that feel like, you know, the industry has been such a stigma or maybe not the industry, but cannabis in general has been a stigma for so long. So when you approach it and even just when I told my family I was in this industry, my dad was like, oh my gosh, you know, but, <laughs> and now he's calling me all the time with uh, uh, questions. suggestions and yeah, which I love, but um, it's just interesting when you can educate somebody with a good with a good science background or just even a different approach, you can see how they respond differently to it than just like that traditional way of, uh, that's the devil's lettuce, you know, reefer madness, right. you know, <laughs> so we're trying right. to move away from that and actually have people be able to like open their eyes and be like, okay, because I've seen so many people try it and be like, okay, I'll try a little bit more of that edible or, you know, so um, something that we really enjoy and try yeah. to open up a space where it's more approachable and socially acceptable for people that are new to it and you know have been lifelong users so that's what we're, that's one of our goals for sure that's exactly what it sounds like you're doing you're helping to bring people into the fold by like helping to break down some of the stigmas or misinformation they might have in their head and i'm sure you know there are some people that are kind of reluctant probably to try cannabis because of all of the unknowns but it sounds like the data and the information you guys are providing is really helpful for bridging that gap and making people feel more comfortable well it's something that's really a focus of mine you know my background in retail i uh managed in the intimate apparel department so bras and underwear and bringing somebody into a fitting room you know you need a certain set of skills and i can teach you how to measure somebody and i can teach you you know those fine like those skills but i can't teach you how to make somebody feel comfortable with you in a fitting room so i really brought that into hiring for a cannabis store like i can you know, I can teach you the science of the endocannabinoid system and terpene profiles um, because personally, you know, I didn't have a ton of experience when I got into the industry myself. Um, and all of that you can learn. And what you can't learn, I don't, what I don't think is as easy to learn are those people skills um, and how to engage with others who, you know, are in pain from chronic pain or migraines or um, you know, what, whatever the ailment is that they're coming in for. So that's my philosophy on hiring. I would rather hire somebody with zero cannabis experience who can really connect with people on a deeper level. And in each of our stores, we have an area set aside, um, called consultation rooms. So if somebody's not super comfortable coming into a dispensary and really talking about, you know, what they're looking for, we have a space that's fairly secluded that you can come and sit down with one of our guides and you can really go through, you know, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I need help with. Or even, you know, I'm just interested in X, Y, and Z and really get their feedback. Um, we were training um, for a very long time with our current staff in Bay City. Um, really making sure that they understood all the strains, that they understand the benefits and the science behind it. Um, and I think that goes a really long way. Um, we hope to be a trusted sort of companion on the journey, everybody's journey um, with cannabis because, you know, everybody's isn't the same. And, you know, you might try one strain and it might make you a little paranoid, but you like this specific effect that it also has. So, you know, is that I like the Myrcene, but I don't like, you know, one other terpene. So let's look for other strains that have Myrcene in them, but that don't have, you know, limonene or carophylline or something like, you know, how can we tailor this to you? Um, and really being able to speak to many people in the market who are 
you know, savvy cannabis users versus naive cannabis users. Um, so we really want to be there for the people who are on both ends of that spectrum um, and really make people feel comfortable. So we have, you know, people on our staff who are able to talk way deeper into cannabis than I even know because of their experience and, you know, how they do all of their research and live their personal lives. And then we have people who, you know, with that same person can go really basic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something for sleep and really get to them and speak to them, speak to our customers on their level, um, is really, really important to us. Um, so, you know, creating that bridge between science and making sure that it's reputable while also having that human connection, um, that people want to come back to us because they, you know, trust Ashley because she gave really great advice and was there to listen about her problems and all of those things. So, um, that's a really big part of our retail experience. I love that. I love the consultation rooms. I think that's very yes. unique. I haven't really seen that. I yes. think I've, I mean, I've seen it probably in other states. I feel like maybe Massachusetts, um, but I don't think I've seen it here in Michigan yet. So I think that that alone is like really catering to where someone is at along the right. spectrum of yeah. their comfort, their knowledge, what they right. want to, who wants to have a conversation out in the open at a counter, right? Right. It's, you're probably going to be somewhat embarrassed maybe to ask questions or reluctant. Right. Is there, what else can patients and consumers expect from the rare retail experience? So we worked really hard to make it really inviting and welcoming. Um, we have a, be I'm biased, but I think it's a beautiful store. Um, it is. I'm in love with it. Um, but it's really non-assuming. Um, so you come in, you're greeted just as, you know, a guest and that you're welcome there. Um, and we really do have a lot of space, um, and many different areas that you're able to go and sort of speak, um, with our guides to be able to walk you through the journey. So our, um, we have a flower bar that we have both medical and recreational bar or recreational flower there, which people are able to then have a conversation. Um, everybody's matched up one-on-one. -on -one, so you really get that consultation feel where you're able to have a conversation about what you're looking for. And you know, for some people it's, I want the highest THC thing you have, which is totally cool. Like that's what some people come in for. Whereas other people are coming in for, you know, I don't really know what I'm looking for, but I need it to be discreet. I need it to last this long. I, you know, need X, Y, and Z from this medication. So, um, we've got a beautiful flower bar. We've got really awesome, um, accessories and sort of a one-stop shop for, um, your cannabis needs. So, you know, we don't want, if you don't have a grinder, we've got yeah. one for you. Yeah, we've got one for you. So you don't leave having to go to another store to pick up the things that you need. Um, and I think that's really helpful. We've, we were very intentional with the products that we brought into the store and what we chose to bring in. Um, in terms of our vendor partners um, and special pieces, we actually went to a Lansing-based glass blowing company um, to pick out all of our glass, um, which is really, really amazing. And the work that they're doing, um, it's called Global Glassworks, and yes. they do um, really amazing stuff with um, school art programs. Um, they have a yearly um, fundraiser that actually got um, canceled this year because of COVID, which made us really sad. But they used to donate to one school um, for art programs, you know, one day a week. And now they're up to um, five, I believe, five different schools. I might be misquoting all of this, but five different schools, K through 12, um, with full-time art programs, um, which is really, really cool. We, I went in and was able to um, see the whole warehouse and see how they made all of these glass pieces. And it really is, you know, a piece of art. Um, and so, you know, that's one of our partners and we have, um, grinders that are made for one of the main features is that they're square. Um, so you're able to have, um, people with dexterity issues who can't necessarily, you know, grip onto a circular grinder. This really helps them. Um, so it's little things like that, that we've really tried to fill the store thoughtfully and intentionally. Um, so that's just a little bit about Cook, what you can expect. Yeah. She's, she put great cookbooks. Um, we've got growing yeah, guys, you know, so if anybody is inquiring about 
what do I do with this flour? Yeah. I just well, grow all this cookbook up. <laughs> go make yourself some brownies. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, it's cool to kind of have that. You know, most of the places that I've been into don't have all of those added rare finds that we yeah. call them. Um, but it, it's I did previously in grad school work for a um, glass shop, and um, so it, it was interesting to kind of see, you know the beginning and the end and then how that actually is like delivered to that customer so it's always nice to kind of get like the full 360 of it all one of the things that i um, really liked when um, molly brought her whole provisioning center crew down here to help us through a, a harvest one day and you, you could see that they they liked the experience of seeing how it was grown and um, so we were actually i think going to make that standard procedure that anybody from the provisioning center comes and helps us at some point just so they can come in and appreciate it and see kind of, you know, they're the face of our company. Right. So they should know kind of how proud they should be to be selling this product. And, you know, so we, we try to make sure it's all um, like a well-rounded 360 experience, even for our employees. And so um, it made such a difference. And they I mean, the passion, were geeking out. Yeah. They the were passion so that Molly's cute. team has. I don't think it's like... <laughs> It's understated, but they're so passionate about these products. Like what Ashley said, I mean, they came into my lab and they had typically when people come into the lab, they're just kind of like overwhelmed, um, which is a normal reaction if you've never been in like a big processing lab. Um, but they came in and they had so many questions. They're like, okay, so how, how do you get the distillate? Show me exactly what's done. And then, <laughs> you so know, cute. to see them and just their reactions to like when they help customers, it's just, yeah. Passion goes a long way in this industry. So. It's really, really exciting. You know, one of the things that I'm so thrilled about is the team that I've, we've all put together. Um, I don't, I don't think it's unique to my store. I mean, when you walk around um, this growth, grown processing facility, you can tell, um, and everybody is so thankful to be in the industry. And one thing that you know has made it such a difference for me is that everyone is just so excited to come to work and that's so unusual in many different industries um but to see how passionate my team specifically because that's who i can speak to the most but um how passionate my team is about the way that we grow and the things that we do differently um gets me really excited because we have all these really great ideas and we think they're awesome, but we're also biased. And then, you know, to have people come in and, you know, who have experience who are, I've never thought about doing it that way or the way that you do this is so cool or I can taste the difference and feel the difference um, has been really, really awesome. Yeah. So. And the ability, I think, too, just to be vertically integrated is really a luxury that I think, you know, we can't take for granted just because, you know, I get to work so closely with both Ashley and Molly. So, you know, when I need to process something, I can go down the hallway and get what I need to process. Um, and, you know, anytime Molly needs something, it's a phone call away. Where I think, you know, we're definitely lucky that we have that ability to make it come full circle. Yeah, that's Absolutely. such a good agree. point. Yeah. You don't think about it until I'm like, wait a second, like, what would I do if I did <laughs> not have these <laughs> on connections? On a daily and, basis, I'd be yeah. like, wait, what would I do if I and couldn't I mean, just call awesome Marley Rash? I get, you know, I get feedback and, um, you know, like, hey, I just tried this. I really love the, like, terpene profile on the shatter. And so it's really nice to get literally every firsthand right. comment directly from Molly. Because, you yeah. know, if I was shipping my products out all across Michigan, you know, I probably wouldn't hear from the different dispensaries who is coming back liking my product, what the right. comments are. But right. because I work so closely with her, I hear everything, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's a really fantastic point. Yeah, I didn't think about that as like a benefit to the vertical yeah, right. integration, but that's huge. Yeah, Otherwise, that's awesome. you're just kind of doing each thing in a vacuum. Yeah, right. And it's, it's really nice because we are able to get the information really quickly. So we can then pivot a lot faster than other companies. So, you know, say something goes wrong and I hear about it on my end at the retail location, you know, Marley's a call away. Okay, we'll fix that. We'll do this. It's, you know, this many days for testing. You'll have new product in your store in five days. That's huge. So, you know, we are able to do that while we figure out all of the little kinks and things, you know, as we start this business, large scale business, um, and really perfect things, um, 
pretty quickly because we're able to say, okay, let's pivot here. Let's do this differently. Um, all sort of at the drop of a hat because we have that open communication. Mm -hmm. So you said you just opened a location in Bay City. We did. We just opened on September 26th. Congratulations is, thank on you. that. That's thank another you. big win. I know. And where are future locations going to be in Michigan? So we have a couple locations coming down the pipeline. Our next will be in Muskegon, um, followed by a Big Rapids location, a Lowell location, and a Kalamazoo location. So primarily on the west side of the state going forward um, for now until we find you know the sweet spot of what's next. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, exciting. Yeah. We're very excited. It's coming very, very quickly, um, which we are all thrilled about um, to be able to sort of get another one up and running and add more balls into this, you know, juggling <laughs> act, which we're really excited. I think we had a lot of fun. Just throw them all oh, in there. Yeah. We'll see um, I can handle it. We, um, we had a lot of fun opening the first one. Um, and I think we are very um, self-reflective. So we're able to, you know, pivot for the next time. And I think I'll speak for myself. I'm really excited to open Muskegon. Um, to be able to fix so many things, but also to just have, you know, a great number location out. Yeah. You all sound like you're very, like you said, self-reflective and data minded. Yes. So it's like, you're going back to the past and say, what yeah, did I yes. learn? What can I change this yes. time? Yeah, what exactly. can we tweak? So. Yes. You should get us in a room together. <laughs> yeah. Just the three of us. And we're like, okay, so like, we need a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's why our it director's really meeting exactly takes so like, long. Yeah. <laughs> We've been here all day. Um, but no, we're, we're really excited about the next couple locations. And I think what, what I'm most excited about is being in each of those different, um, communities. So one thing that we are really focused on is making sure that we have a local element in each of our stores. So for our Bay city location in our consultation rooms, we have a big mural on the wall that the background is a um, antique photo of Bay city and then overlaid with a really cool, sorry, it's me. Um, overlaid with the current map of Bay City. So for someone who's not from Bay City, they might look at it and be like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I don't know what it is. But somebody from Bay City will look at it and say, oh my gosh, that's oh, Bay street. City. Like, I know that street. That's where I grew up. That's where my best friend lived. You know, that's where my grandmother's cousin's cat, you know, whatever. Um, so we're really excited to bring different local elements into each of these stores um, and are working with a fabulous design team um, that's really, really excited, um, to work with us and, you know, the feelings mutual, but to be able to create local elements for each of our different locations. Oh, I really appreciate that. I think yeah. Michiganders take a lot of pride yes. in Michigan yes. and a lot of pride in their communities. Yes. So that's like a really beautiful way to acknowledge that. Yeah. So we are really, really excited about the ones to come. Um, and all those, all those little things that, you know, we hope that people can relate to and understand um so for sure so what has been the most challenging part of becoming a licensed cannabis business in the state of michigan <laughs> um well i would definitely say the most challenging part is getting operational you know it's definitely frustrating we all have long dark memories about waiting <laughs> for for the you know the the old licensing board that was in effect with mmfla was mm -hmm. enjoying being really slow mm -hmm. um and you know Back to what Kev said, you know, earlier with a joke about his dark past. Uh, you know, we knew that you know all our business operations were clean, and we were a clean group. So we were expecting it to actually be a pretty expedited process for us. You know, we love the caregivers and support them and their place in getting us here. But obviously, caregivers going into the licensing is a very different issue than it was for us. You know, coming from a business background, um, and so the eleven months that that took. Um, along with, you know, some construction delays due to the polar vortex of a year and a half ago. Remember that? That slowed us down some. And then we've had COVID delays, you know, this year with the store opening in Bay City. So just, you know, the unknowns about being in the cannabis business with the licensing and the regulators is tough enough. But when you get things like COVID and polar vortexes throwing curveballs in there, that certainly is... A little bit frustrating for us so it was really challenging yeah i was gonna say it is very impressive that you got a provisioning center open this year in these times yeah I mean, that's it impressive was, it was it was a challenge um but we were really determined to do so and work with a really great um 
contractor our, that we our, he built oh, yeah. this building too. So. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. We, we are love the him. biggest fans oh, of Rob. That it, I mean. The amount of knowledge I have on construction, I mean, I couldn't assemble a bookshelf before I came here, and then I met Rob, and I'm walking through the rooms, and I'm, like, going through the electric wiring, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is the breaker for that one, which, for I guess a lot of people is normal, but for me, it's a huge accomplishment, so I can thank Rob for all We're all now reading plans, yeah. like, pros, they're like, redline this, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. where's my MVP? Yeah. You're like, watch out, Rob. Yeah. I'm coming for coming you. For you. <laughs> no, we wouldn't... Nobody could. No, that. we can't. We can never let go of Rob. But um, he has been fabulous through the whole process, and you know, just a team that's willing to work through those challenges. Um, and obviously, it's been, you know, a hurry up and then wait sort of thing, which has been, I know, frustrating for us um, because we're just all chomping at the bit and ready to, you know, get everything that we have out to market and be really excited. But. I think now that we have the first one open, we're really excited to move forward and, you know, face all of those challenges as well. Yeah, absolutely. So on the flip side, what is the most enjoyable process about becoming or most enjoyable part about going through the process of becoming a licensed cannabis business here in Michigan? Product testing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Being actually yes. a Marley's guinea pig. Yes. yes. Um, My favorite thing to do. Yes. But no, I, I mean, I think we all obviously love that part. But for me, I spoke about it a little bit before. But being around the people who are in this location with us, as well as my, you know, my provisioning center, the employees that we have chosen, you know, are really thankful for this job, as, as are we. Um, but I think it's just so inspiring and really rewarding to be around people who are excited to come to work, who are happy and who are going to work through, you know, power outages or, you know, things going wrong and do it, you know, with a smiling face, even though they slept two hours the night before. Um, so I think that's been one of the most rewarding things. I'm, I'm not speaking from experience no. that's on them, but, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I have so many of my employees who say, you know, I was, really not happy to go into my job every day. Now I'm bored on my day off being like, well, when can I go back to work? Um, I, I think that's, that's part of this industry. And I, I, own a, I own a real estate development company and have for 30 years and we have employees and we have great employees, but this particular in, industry, um, the, the people that are in it are really passionate about not only what they're doing, but they're pa they're passionate about the product and, and what they're pushing out the door. And they're, it's, I think part of it, not part of, I think a large part of it is the industry that, that we're in. And it's attracted the people that are, that are obviously here, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, just for my lab, at least, when I hired um, my team, you know, the way that they looked at me when they came into the lab, they're like, oh my gosh, this is all distillate. And like looking at <laughs> this big jar of distillate and, you know, we have hundreds of pounds that I'm just like processing. And they're like, where did you get this? Like, where is this coming from? And to see the grow rooms. Um, so I think for me, the big part is just still seeing the faces of people that are seeing it for the first time. And like every day they walk in, they're just like, I can't believe this is my job. I can't believe this is my job. I think but the, then, one, yeah. the wonder like of people and the like, I don't know when people walk in and are, I think that was what was the best for me is because, you know, we come in here every day. Obviously we're very excited. We know how amazing, you know, everything we have is, but for me to hear how psyched my team was to come yeah. to the grow that day and just, I mean, I heard about it for two and a half weeks, every single day after they came. It's the most labor-intensive day they could <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I was like, I'm sending you guys down. I was like, you're going to have a great time. You're going to get a facility tour. You're going to do this. You're going to help them de-stem. You're going to do all this stuff. And they had no, I was like, wear comfortable shoes because I had done it before. And they, I was like, they're going to hate me when they come back. They're going to be like, you sent us down there just to, you know, de-stem all day. And I did not hear anything but amazing things. So it's really exciting, um, you know, to do it right and to know we're doing it right in addition to, like, having other people see that. Um, you know, not that it's 
it's just really exciting to have. Well, if I could say one other thing, you know, a lot of it revolves just about these three girls here. They, their, their energy, as you can see now that you're in the room with them, is amazing. And the positive energy that exudes off of them is contagious. And it really, it's, it's, uh, it's been probably the most attractive thing that I've enjoyed about this entire venture, watching them, learning from them, and seeing them hire their teams. Because, you know, I worried about it like crazy before these became real people. And then Ashley did it first, and then Marley second, and now Molly with her dispensary team. It's the same energy with all three groups. And that's only because of these three girls here. It's just been really a pleasure from my perspective. Yeah, you can feel it. You guys are very infectious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we try. So what do you guys think the future of legal cannabis holds in Michigan? Well, uh, you know, I, I, you know, focus on that aspect of the, of the industry. That's part of my job as chief operating officer. But, you know, Michigan, I think, is really a unique state as far as legalization goes. Um, every state that's going through this process has their own geographic issues, their own demographics of the people, you know. And so I was shocked to see, one, the level of expertise in here in this state, you know, because of the caregiver program. And again, you know, we're on record as being very supportive of the caregiver industry. We, we are very thankful for them. We wouldn't, none of us would have jobs in this state if it wasn't for the caregivers. Oh, so, you know, I think one of the things that's, you know, we've seen that's been sort of frustrating with some of the other vertical companies is that they've been more driven by money and not really thinking about what their job is here and what we're here for, you know. And I think for us, we want to be known, we, we wanted to be a vertical operation because we want to control that quality and know that what we're delivering to patients and consumers is a good product. Um, but, you know, we want to make sure that this industry grows the way it should, like any other consumer packaged goods industry, you know, and, and if a boutique grower has a great craft grow and has a great strain, I want that guy to have a chance to be successful. And, you know, the industry is going to be evolving day by day for the next 10 years, really. It's going to be a 10 year process of through federal legalization. Um, you know, I really think that there will be an enormous change um, in the product offerings over the next five to ten years where it will be very much more like food and beverage kind of products as available. But, you know, because Michigan has taken the lead in the Midwest, and Michigan, I think, already was always kind of like the leader of the Midwest um, as far as technology and, and industrial kind of enterprises like that. So it makes sense, and I know that Michigan wants to be known as a leader. Uh, they want to take on Colorado for that state as the best mm -hmm. cannabis state. And, and Michigan's got that history. They've got a right to it. And we're, we're really happy to become Michiganders and be a part of it. Awesome. We're excited to have you guys here. <laughs> Ashley, where do your loyalties lie? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. She's a Michigander. Good <laughs> <Right> answer. <laughs> uh, Michigander. Now. Yeah. No yeah. going back. Colorado taught me what I know. Now I get to let it Ooh, that's a big one. Look at you. That is a good one. Put that in a quote on your profile picture. But it's really cool because, you know, we are in our infancy of this legal market here. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to be a part of it. And I think what we're trying to accomplish and what we did, you know, Marley is a chemical engineer. So, you know, there's a mentality you could say to hire a director of processing uh, somebody who's been, you know, doing processing in the last five years for, for cannabis. And that, you know, guy was most likely, you know, doing, um, you know, a, a small scale butane extraction in his basement, in a shed, something like that. But that's not where the industry is going, you know. So the, the idea of a chemical engineer coming in here to extract and create formulations, you know, her mind and her education is designed for where the industry should be going, not where it's been, you know? And so having that level of education that all three of them possess is gonna help us, you know, take Michigan into progressing into the state that we want it to be and have the industry we want. Absolutely. So what can Michiganders expect from Rare in the future? <laughs> so I, my focus, you know, um, is to continue to just learn um, different cultivars and you know because you do see kind of a response some strains respond 
exceptional to aeroponics. Some have a hard time with it. So I'm, I'm always continually searching for genetic, different genetic lines. Um, something in the future, the very, um, hopefully not too far future, is I'd love to get into um, utilizing some of this land for like breeding research and yeah. So I always want to continue searching for good cultivars and um, just keep always expanding on our uh, product lines for flower and um, yeah, so I, I look forward to, you know, not always having that same menu, always kind of releasing new strains or, you know, just kind of seeing what's, what might be fun to try out for a, something to grow or, you know what I mean, limited releases on strains and so, yeah. Yeah, and I'd say for me, I'm just like kind of the mad scientist in the lab. I <laughs> love coming up with new formulas and new products um, and there's a couple that I'm really, really excited for uh, in the near future to release, um, you know, hopefully new products that maybe Michiganders haven't seen before. Um, or, I mean, there's a lot of things that, again, from the pharmaceutical industry that are being done to essentially get people the medicine that they need um, that, you know, haven't exactly transitioned into the cannabis space yet. So there's a lot of different delivery systems, which sounds scary, but it's just a fun new way of saying that there's a lot of cool products that you can make with cannabis. Um, and so, you know, once we get those under our belt and are really happy with the quality of them, they're going to be released. Um, so I'm excited to do that. But also going back to what Ashley said, you know, I love using data and um, publishing things. So I'd like to really help out people in the cannabis industry, um, as well as researchers that want to get in the cannabis industry, kind of by publishing hopefully some papers here and there with, um, you know, both Ashley and I's uh, experience and success with different things. So kind of being somebody that can help the people. Cause I think, you know, like Pat said, this industry is big enough for everybody. Um, and so why not try to help everybody get to a place where we all can succeed and do things well. So my primary focus, um, for what to expect from rare in the future is increased availability um, for, you know, physical locations in the state of Michigan, um, and potentially other places. Um, but also just that comfort level, having that experience, you know, not for a lot of people, I think going into a cannabis dispensary is an overwhelming, um, experience. And for me, you know, I've gone into places that have every single thing that the, is in their inventory on little pegboards behind the glass counter. And I walk in and my eyes are big and I don't know what I want. And then this just overwhelms me. And so, you know, making sure that more people are able to experience cannabis in a positive light, um, whether that be through, you know, our products or through the environment in our stores, um, really making sure that people have a positive experience with cannabis um, because we think it's fabulous and a, a really great place for people to start um, on their journey to health and wellness and you know whatever whatever they see fit so so really important piece of um i guess like revising the history of cannabis right like right. starting to break down the stigma of it and kind of re-educating people right mm -hmm. i think that's gonna be a really important piece yeah so where can people find Rare? Online, provisioning so centers? Our provisioning center is located at 3772 Wilder Road up in Bay City. Um, we have a website where you can order ahead online um, for anybody who's not um, ready to sit in the store. Um, that can be found at rareco.com, R-A-I-R-C-O.com. Um, and then all of our social handles are at Rare Systems. So we um, can be found online. We are really excited to have more of a presence and interact with people online, um, which should be coming very soon. So Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Of course. I, nice to you. Yeah, I've enjoyed getting to know you. And I know the folks listening to the podcast will also enjoy getting to know you. Yeah. So hopefully we'll bring more people into the provisioning center. Of course. We'd love to get to <laughs> get know more everybody traffic who's listening. on social media. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. Just a short drive from Adrian. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey guys, I'm hopping back on here to let you know that right now Rare is offering a $5 discount to anyone that mentions Cannabis Curious when you visit their flagship location in Bay City, Michigan at 3772 Wilder Road. To keep up on Rare, check them out on Instagram at Rare Systems. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you, and I hope you get an opportunity to check out some Rare product. All right, have a good one.